Welcome to the daily objective. Today, we are going to talk about the Meissner technique. It's a specific, I'd say, school of uh, acting, perhaps. And who better to talk about it than uh, Mark Pellegrino? Hey, Mark, how are you doing? How are you doing? It's great to see you uh, out from the other side of the of the camera, as they say. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes uh, it falls back on me. Uh, and also today's uh, episode is sponsored by Co Quent Cordaire Fine Art. More about them later in the video. So, Mark, uh, you sounded so. Just to explain to to the people, we had idea for this topic for I think about a year when I think Mark just uh, mentioned it somewhere. And I wrote it down, but forgot forgot about it after it. And today I found it, and I'm like, I I messaged or I sent an email to Mark if he wants to do it, and his email was something like, "Yes." So <laughs> you got the uh, tone perfectly. So Mark, how, why so excited? Uh, can you tell us a little bit about this Meissner technique? Yeah, first of all, uh, the Meissner technique is a technique that I study, I currently study, and have taught for almost 20 years. Um, it has, uh, it's been my anchor to good acting. When I'm doing it right, uh, you can tell when you see it. If I'm uh, not implementing the principles right, you can tell when you see it. Um, it's a it's a great approach to acting out of a plethora of approaches to acting, but I want to give a little bit of a history first. So uh, back in the 30s, there, there formed a theater group called the Group Theater. The Group Theater was an ideologically cemented collective filled with a lot of talented and quirky actors who were trying to make um, relevant theater. They also wanted to bring a different style to uh, American acting, which uh, up until the 30s, if you watch films up until that time, and if you uh, see or hear any plays up until that time, was very performative uh, and, and what we call theatrical, big, um, fake, in other words, um, indicating. Uh, they wanted a different style, and they heard of this crazy character named Konstantin Stanislavsky, who is uh, who had formed the Moscow Art Theater in Russia, who was experimenting with consolidating the methods behind all of the great actors that he was aware of into a particular technique. And he did this, uh, the Stanislavsky method, it was called, and several of the people from the neighborhood playhouse, and I'm sorry, from the um, group theater went to study with him. Uh, it was it was brought over to Lee Strasberg, who taught it to the group. They implemented it, uh, Strasberg's spin on it in the group theater. Then Stella Adler and her husband and a couple of other folks went to Paris to study with Stanislavski, who had eliminated a lot of his former um, theories, narrowed down the technique and made it much more concise. Um, Strasberg decided not to go with those new innovations and stuck with some of the old things that, that uh, Stanislavski considered to be useful for acting. And that's where uh, we can, we talk about the method. The method itself is st from Stanislavski. Every technique from Uta Hagen to Stella Adler to Lee Strasberg and Sanford Meisner, Bobby Lewis, these are all people that have their roots in the group theater, is considered a method. A method is, the method is just a short-term, um, a short-term, uh, short term for immersive acting, right? Internalized immersive acting is sort of instead of performative acting. 
Strasburg went the way of old of old uh, and made it very internal and about and about personalizing experiences and using real experiences from your life called emotional memory. Um, and Meisner went in the more imaginative direction and in the more outwardly focused direction of keeping your attention on the other person so that you're not self-conscious and using your imagination and intuitive sense of what's going on and what you want in the scene to um, bring out uh, an emotional life. Does so, that make it clear that this is a quick summation of like a hundred years of theater? Yeah, I think so. So before we went live, <laughs> uh, I brought up a couple of points. You didn't answer me them. You said save them for the show. So we are saving them for the show. Okay. Uh, one of my first one was, yeah, you, you mentioned the method acting and then the Meissner technique. And uh, from what I understood you're saying, I think you kind of explained basically my question, but it was uh, if the method <laughs> acting is more, let's say, introspective, you're kind of thinking about what you are, how do you how do you want to act, uh, what character you're playing. Well, Meissner techniques seem to be a bit more extrospective let's say you're uh playing off of the other people so right now they're both they're both the met they're both the method the method is used sort of derisively uh, for to indicate an immersive experience actor so a method actor like daniel day lewis who never breaks character even when this when he's off camera keeps his dialect keeps his his character profile going at all times um, that is considered a, a method actor. Now, there are various types of methods. One is the immersive internal one, which is popularized by Lee Strasberg, where you get into your own internal experiences and rely on your past in order to generate emotions. You're not really present in the moment. You're generating them from what you call emotional memory and other techniques. The Miser method is definitely extrospective. It's about being in the moment. You do homework. You internalize moments you, you through rehearse through a rehearsal process and a creative process but in it, it when it comes time to perform well you let yourself go you let all of that homework go you don't watch yourself you pay attention to the moment and let it take you wherever it takes you so i don't want to bring in right away philosophical terms but this is just from my sort of understanding uh that the method seems to be almost like rationalistic you know i have certain ideas in my head and they are right and i'm playing off them i'm playing off these ideas well the meissner technique seems to be a bit more uh extra extra uh, extra perspective or inductive you're being in the moment kind of seeing what works in the moment what do you think about this kind of bringing in philosophy a little bit? We can talk later, uh, maybe in relation to objectivism, but what do you think about this idea? I, I, I think that's absolutely true. One is sort of an intrinsicist way of looking at acting. The other is is a contextual way of looking at acting. And every everything in the Meisner technique, every good moment that you may have out of the Meisner technique is produced out of the context of the moment. The thing that you're actually witnessing in front of you, you have to be responsive to the nuances and changes that are going on in front of you. Now, lots of actors pay lip service to that being in the moment thing, um, but very few actually do it. Uh, it's it's also a vital it's also a vital physical tool, right? Because actors 
suffer from a, a massive obstacle to human experience, self-consciousness. Self-consciousness can, can kill you across every aspect of human endeavor. But when you put your attention on something else and make solving that problem more important than your self-consciousness, you're no longer self-conscious and you're free. You free up your instrument, your creative instrument, your imagination, your emotional life to be very reactive to the stuff that's going on in front of you. And that means the stuff that happens to you can be very surprising. You can be surprised by the things that your subconscious will hand you in moments when you're perfectly in tune with what the other person's doing. Yeah, I saw this quote on Wikipedia for from uh, Meister himself. To be an interesting actor, you must be authentic. For you to ever be authentic, you must embrace who you really are. Do you have any idea how liberating is it not to care what people think about you? Well, that's what we are here to do. Yes, I mean, look, I've 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 told people uh, who take class that they're about to embark on a spiritual journey. Um, this is sort of the theme of the of the book uh, that I got that Nikos recommended, um, Essentialism. Uh, there's an aspect of it that where where people um, care so much about what others think that it changes their behavior and they're not happy because they're doing what other people think. They lose touch with their authentic self. And to be a good actor, you have to be in touch with your authentic self. And there are exercises that help, helps you do that. And yes, it is extremely liberating to be free of the opinions of others. You know, I don't think you're ever entirely free. There are people whose opinions are going to matter very much to you because they are great value to your life. Certainly, the more you the more you operate in the realm of Meisner and objectivism, even which helps you understand why the where the opinions of others should lay in your hierarchy of values. Um, you'll start you'll start to value um, the opinions of strangers far less, and that is a, a great liberation. And people do discover in class what their real wants and uh, wants and likes and dislikes are, uh, and it and it is a revelatory moment for them. There's often epiphanies in class, life life changing epiphanies. So before we go to super chat, I just had one maybe quick question maybe a bit longer uh did you ever have like an uh aha moment like when uh your practice of the meissner te technique you know brought some fruits and you saw like how this specific uh technique like helps you in the actual uh, acting <laughs> did you have something like that oh all the time i have those aha moments all the time um and I, it's like when you learn something, you have to keep reconfirming that learning over and over again. You have to keep reminding yourself that, oh yes, this does work. Um, oh, it's it is proper to be this way. And I'm and I have those aha moments when I have unexpected feelings that come up. There's I'm, I don't I didn't plan them. Uh, they're not even written in the script. Uh, I can give you a perfect example um, uh, in uh, one of the shows that I just did it's in its second season. I'm taking my son uh, who's suffering from PTSD and uh, uh, a few other ailments, psychological tortures. I, I'm he's drunk. I'm taking him home. I pour him into his bed. His butt, his best friend is there beside me and uh, my girlfriend. And he starts talking to himself and, and crying. He's sort of in a delusional state you know, half in and half out. And it moved me to 
such an extent, which I didn't expect. It's not written. It's not necessarily in the character, but I didn't question whether it was right for the character or not. And they ended up manipulating the camera around so they could capture those moments between me and my boy, um, which I thought is a complete revelation. And it only happened for me being in the moment. And that just reminds me how powerful life can be when you're when you're with the moment when you're holding it when you're when you're really paying attention to it so it connects you to the character you're playing so much that <laughs> you get the emotions that not even the screenwriters knew you would get as that character in that situation it connects you to the other person so much to what they're experiencing that your intuitive sense for the moment itself for the wider thing that the thing that the playwright is is writing about comes out. Okay, let's uh, go to the super chats first. Uh, Planet Pellegrino, thank you so much. Uh, has been a member for sixteen months. Says I love this topic. Uh, a super chat from Planet Pellegrino. I've observed classes at Mark and Tracy's acting school in Paris, uh, Playhouse, or Paris, Paris. Uh, a couple of times. They're brilliant teachers. Anyone interested in acting classes should definitely check it out. Yeah, it's fun. And those and those students, um, it's great to see their evolution from where they started to where they are now. And I do take pride in in being part of the, the reason they've developed uh, to be as good as they are. And uh, also a super chat from Ashley Schrack. Thank you so much. She says, my father taught me to not care what people think. And That's great. I didn't have a father to teach me that. And you're very fortunate to have had a father that taught you that because it saves you years and years and years of struggle. And uh, thank you, Catherine, also for your super sticker. Uh, Mark, would you like to... Uh, talk about our sponsors of today's episode, Quent Cordero Fine Art. Um, yes, let me do that while you post up the art, and I hope it doesn't take over my entire screen, and it doesn't. Quent Cordero Fine Art has been making the world an even more beautiful place for 27 years, specializing in romantic realist paintings and sculpture. The gallery's collection emphasizes themes which celebrate the moments of happiness, joy, and success possible to man on earth. Acquire art you will want to live with by visiting them online at cordair.com, that's C-O-R-D-A-I-R.com, or in their Napa, California, and Jackson, Wyoming locations. The new Ayn Rand portrait prints have arrived, and you can visit the link in the description and the pinned comment to get yours today. And for every print purchased with the code ARCUK, Quint Cordaire Fine Arts will donate $25 to Ayn Rand Center UK. So you get good inspirational art that gives you fuel to carry on with your pursuit of values. ARCUK gets 25 big ones to help them bring these values to you on a daily basis. That sounds like a good trade to me. And if I could add just one more thing about Cordero Fine Art. A very interesting thing they have is they have a membership and uh, because art oftentimes can be a bit more expensive, they have cheaper options, more affordable options, but they have a membership where you uh, pay a certain amount and all that money is saved up and you can use it later, maybe after a year or a couple of months to buy something. So you don't lose any money and you actually gain a couple of perks, even I think discounts. So uh, I really recommend Quen Corder Fine Arts, especially their membership program. 
Yay, go guys, keep putting out good stuff. Uh, okay, so uh, Mark, you mentioned that we should also talk about maybe object, uh, the relation of objectivism to Meissner technique. And uh, at least from everything I've heard so far, it seems like Meissner technique is the more inductive, the more objective-ish uh, approach to acting. <laughs> but you said that there are some things that are either go against it or maybe some people go, uh, some people say that go against the philosophy of Ayn Rand. Right. It is the most e externally focused. It's the most reality focused, um, I think, uh, practice. But Sandy Meisner was a creature of his times. He was a man, you know, who grew up in the early 20th century, uh, probably a socialist. The ideologically cemented collective um, meant, meant that they had a socialist ideology. Um, and their sensibility about art was that it was totally intuitive, that uh, the, the, the mind was not a part of the creative process. It was, if anything, an obstacle. There's a term that they use throughout Meisner training, but in lots of other training as well, where they say, that was logical, don't be logical. You're in your head, don't be in your head. Now I consider those to be slightly different things. Um, um, and, and I consider them overall to make the actor an enemy of his own mind, which he shouldn't be, but it is a performative art. And when you are performing, the last place you wanna be is, is you know trying to map out things or think things out if my, uh, basketball football boxing are performative arts you cannot be um thinking about things you, you, you can't be strategizing but you cannot be thinking about things while you're attempting to perform the movements you have to automatize those movements so they become automatic you have to open yourself up to your subconscious and let your training take over in the moments and this is essentially what Meisner does, is it gets you focused in the moment so that it becomes automatic, so that you're not internally focused, you're automatically externally focused, so that your homework is then free to come up without questioning, without questioning it, without editing it. So I don't use terms like that's logical. I use terms like you're having a conversation with somebody and that's not what this exercise is about. Or instead of you're in your head, you're editing, you're self-editing, you're uh, you know, to get people out of the habit of restraining the the things that their subconscious is trying to tell them the moment means. It's very important for an artist to be in touch with his subconscious and to let his subconscious do a lot of work in, in the in the performative areas when he's working. There's a time for the head. There's a time for thoughtful um, for a thoughtful dissection of the script. And then when you're done with that, you have to let it go and be in the moment. Let it happen. Your homework will either happen from the moment or it won't. And you have to have the courage uh, to, to work in that way. And that takes a lot of courage because, you know, we live in a result-oriented world. Studios want you, they want results. Writers want results. Directors want results. But results are the death of good acting. Um you have to you have to know what you want and then let it go and see if you can get it. So to me, it, it doesn't seem like uh, maybe it comes from a certain misunderstanding of Meissner of the role of the mind. But I think I get the idea of, yeah, when you're in the moment, there is no time to think, but you're, you're still using there's still mind still has a role. It just comes before it, it comes from the daily use of the mind of 
practicing this specific technique. So when the thing actually comes that you have to act, you don't have to think. You can just rely on not on some tricks, but what you essentially are, what you did get into yourself, did get into basically your subconscious. Right. And it and and, the, and that process is also in the creative and imaginative process of coming up with circumstances, right? With coming up with as ifs, you know, to relate to the script that you're working on. That's where your mind and you enters into the creative process. But you know, the the value of really doing something, which is seems, you know, almost crass. It's so simple. But actors don't really do things. Really good actors do things. And that's what the 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 act of doing something for real, not pretending to, but for real, is what gives the uh, actor the emotional life, right? So if you're running from the axe-wielding murderer for real and trying to escape the uh, the imminent death for real, uh, you're going to have an experience of some kind. If you're indicating it, um, you're not. Uh, we have a super chat question from Catherine. Thank you so much. She's asking, how does Meisner relate to improv, improvisation? Improv, well, improv and improvisation are two different things. Improv uh, is it. Okay, it, she says improv. Yeah, improv is, a, is a, a form of comedy where you do have to be witty and you do have to be in your head because you're, you're playing off of moments and riffing off of moments in the in the same way that Shakespeare and his buddies would do wordplay, or that guy Henry Mack, you know, uh, he he's able to do freestyle. Uh, uh, he's able to do freestyle rap using words that people give him. It's just utterly amazing. You have to have that kind of verbal and mental acuity for um, for improv. Um, you don't for improvisation, which is just setting up a circumstance for yourself hopefully a dramatic one with tons of conflict and letting it play out, letting, seeing where it takes you. Um, that's a different kind of skill. It's a different kind of um, acting. Okay, we're slowly running out of time. So I have one more question, but before then, Mark, uh, is there something you'd like to uh, mention about? Meissner technique that we haven't yet covered. Well, well, first of all, if you're anywhere near Paris, you should go to Playhouse Paris because Tracy, I think, is one of the best acting teachers uh, around. Uh, very underrated, unfortunately, but um, fantastic at what she does. Great eye for talent. Great eye for how to unlock your talent if you don't, if you haven't already unlocked it. Usually, a technique can help you do that. Um, and um, I think anybody who wants to practice the Meisner technique can and should not just for the purpose of acting for the purpose of self-discovery and for the purpose of learning a means of being comfortable in front of others um, for dealing with self-consciousness for dealing with fears over what um over internal obstacles you can overcome that stuff on stage in front of people using the proper technique um so i recommend i recommend a good acting class for anybody and to me the best type of acting class the one that will give you the most self discovery is sanford meiser technique so we have uh, one more super chat from Catherine. thank you so much she says mark and tracy are great teachers watching their students doing a scene uh night in paris in june was awesome 
Thank you. Yes, they were good. They were good. It was for many of them. It was the first time on stage uh, and a big forum like that. Um, we had a little volume issues, of course, because they're not used to being in a in a big stage like that. But that's everybody has that issue, um, especially if they work in film and TV because they're not used to projecting. But uh, I I would say for their first time, they were they were very very poised, very real, and having been uh, uh, an audience member at many a scene night and many a play, I would say that theirs ranked pretty high up there. It's awesome to hear. Uh, another super chat from Catherine. Thank you so much. She says, "Laugh Meisner for self confidence." And one more super chat from Christopher. Uh, he says, "The master Hoffman Phoenix." The what? Uh, it's two questions essentially. The master, maybe the master of uh, Meisner technique, Hoffman Phoenix. Oh, so he's talking about he's talking about Joaquin Phoenix and and um, Philip Seymour Hoffman in the film The Master, which is uh, amazing. I actually don't know. I, I had a great deal in common with C Philip Seymour Hoffman. We worked together. I, I feel like an acting brother to him, and he was very kind to me and and uh, very generous to me. Um, I don't know where he studied, but whatever he does, um, when he's when he's acting with you, he's in the moment and very personal, which I think irrespective of the technique that people do, the best of them out there have to be in the moment. They seem to be practicing Meisner, even if it's not um, what they claim their technique is. But yes, uh, Daniel, if you haven't seen The Master, you want to see two amazing genius performances I believe that's directed by P.T. Anderson, too, um, who is a fantastic director uh, in his own right. It's a it's a it's a bit of a masterpiece in its own in its own. Yeah, I've recently started slowly going uh, going through random movies or even classics. So I'll put that on my list. And uh, you essentially essentially covered my last question, which was, uh, are there any resources? So you said your school in Paris uh, and uh, acting schools all, that yeah, practice not all the acting schools are practice. Okay. Lots yeah. of people say they they are practice Meisner, but they don't. They don't do it well. Definitely Playhouse Paris is is one of the places to go. Um, and I would say read Sanford Meisner on acting. That's the book that was that essentially where Sandy talks about acting. And anything by Bill Esper. Bill William Esper was Sandy's assistant for a few years. There's also a great book called uh, The uh, Handbook. Uh, I, I just forgot the name of it, but I think it's The Handbook for the Actor written, but it's written by David Mamet, at least. David Mamet and uh, William H. Macy came up with the technique uh, through New York uh, New York University. Um, it, it is a mix of Meisner, and it, it does incorporate many of the things that uh, David Mamet learned when he was at the Neighborhood Playhouse. The Practical Handbook for the Actor is what it's called. It's short, uh, sweet. I, I think a, a practical handbook for the actor is what I found. Yeah, about 90 pages, but it's very good. It's It was very helpful for me to actually enhance my Meisner experience. So uh, read that stuff and go on the spiritual journey, folks. It, it's uh, compatible with objectivism. You'll see. We have to quickly wrap up, but uh, another spiritual <laughs> journey, which would like to remind uh, our viewers about <coughs> our sponsor today. 
Yeah, folks, yeah, speaking of spiritual journeys, Quint Cordier Fine Art has been making the world an even more beautiful place for 27 years. They specialize in romantic realist paintings and sculptures, and the gallery's collection emphasizes themes which celebrate moments of happiness, joy, and success possible to man on earth. I can't express to you how vital that is to your life. Um, acquire art that you will want to live with by visiting them online at cordair.com or in their Napa, California, and Jackson, Wyoming locations. Uh, for those of you interested, the new Ayn Rand portrait prints have arrived, and you can visit the link in, link in the description and uh, the pinned comment and get yours today. And for every print purchased with the code ARCUK, Quint Cordair Fine Arts will donate 25 smackaroos to Ayn Rand Center UK. Now, is that dollars or is that pounds uh it's dollars copy that uh okay thank you mark so much uh thank quick you. announcements we have the reality show coming up in about a minute so that's why we have to quickly wrap up uh, i'll put the link in the chat and i'll see everyone there and i'll see you mark later see you peace bye everyone